The co-host chair never looks so good. How's that for a second? I said it the second time as if it was the first time. But really, it's the second time because the first time I said it, Travis Flesher behind the decks fucked it all up. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's, it might be a better show without Lieberman. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Normally, Adam Lieberman, a guy named Adam Lieberman, would be sitting right here, and you'd be sitting over there, or you'd be sitting over here. But there's no Adam today because he's too cool and he's like out of town <laughs> or whatever it is. But mm. I think it's better without him. Oh, well, I'm just honored to be here regardless. Maybe you're the new co-host of this <laughs> shit. I don't know. I'm totally open. <laughs> yeah? Shit. That's Laura Powers, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everyone. <laughs> I asked you before uh, when Travis was asking you about your Instagram and it, yes. you said it's Laura Powers 44. I said, That's why 44? Right. And you said... It's an angel number and 44 specifically is a sign from angels. Basically, really? Like the angels saying hello. Hmm. So my dad is born in 1944. Does that have oh. any, does that mean anything? Yeah, I think anytime a number shows up for us in a significant way, um, an important date, uh, something that's repeated, like if you just keep seeing a number over and over again, then there's a message there. So are you a, uh, it's 11-11 make a wish kind of person? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think it's like, <laughs> hey, especially if you notice it, there's a reason it's showing up. Got it. Now, same thing, like, what about 444? What happens What happens about a little less than an hour from now Yeah, at 444? 444 is definitely, like, the angels. Really? Um, yeah, anytime something is repeated, it has, you know, greater significance than okay. just one. So four, still angels, 44, more, 444. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, all right, very good. And when did you get into all, all of this stuff? Yeah, so ever since I was little, I was like the kid in the sixth sense where I saw ghosts and spirits in many cases that looked like live people. Really? Meaning like other people couldn't see anybody there and I'd be like, oh, there's the person over there. Come on, seriously? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I a thought, ghost or like a yeah. figure? Yeah, like a, like a ghost uh, that looked alive to me. And so I thought I was crazy for a long time and it right. took many years for me to figure out what was going on. So wait, so does it look like a like an outline of a person or it looks just like basically like me or almost like a... I picture like a watermark, you know, like a water, yeah. is, it, is it a watermarked person? It can be any of the above. Um, mm. But in certain circumstances, I would literally think it's a live person until they do something that a live person typically can't do, like walk through a door or just disappear. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I literally just thought I was crazy. And now that I have my psychic training, I can typically tell if someone's alive or not. But I still have had moments in not too recent or not too distant history where I was confused at first. Really? Mm -hmm. Tell me. So I was at a nightclub. This was in Denver. A friend of mine was DJing and I had gone to see him um, spin. And I was in the upstairs area of a nightclub and just waiting for my friend to stop DJing. And so this guy came and sat down next to me and he asked me, what time is it? And I looked at my phone and it was, you know, one, two, zero, zero, exactly midnight. And uh, I just noticed that's interesting that he asked me at exactly that time. And we just had a little exchange. And then my friend came upstairs, who was the DJ. So I said, excuse me, that's my friend. And I walked away. Um, but something about the interaction just felt weird. And mm -hmm. I, so I went downstairs um, and there was only one stairway up into the upstairs area. And I was down at the base of the stairs with my friend who was the DJ. And I kept waiting for this guy to come back downstairs because I just something about it was kind of bugging me. Right. And then he never came down. And then I went back up and I looked around and he was not upstairs. And there was literally like, this was like the balcony upstairs area. There was no other way out unless he like scaled right. down the side of the building. Right. <laughs> and then I asked my friend. And in that case, it would have meant that you met Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, which okay. is also interesting. <laughs> so then afterwards, I asked my friend, hey, you know, when you came upstairs, was I sitting by myself or were you, was I alone? Or, or was I talking to someone? And he said, you were by yourself. 
was like, oh, great. Really? Yeah. When was this? This was probably about five years ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you had a full-on conversation with yes. this. And I think he knew he was a ghost, and clearly, and he was just, you know, kind of playing Having fun. Me. Yeah. <laughs> with all the other ghosts, he's like, watch, watch me talk to this chick. Yeah. <laughs> Did he ask for your number? No, no. He just was asked the time and at exactly midnight. Right. And it was just this weird interaction. Yeah. <laughs> but you had a feeling. I did. It just fell off somehow. <laughs> now, how many of those little interactions have you had in your lifetime? Um, not that many that are like that s- strong, especially with a conversation. But I've had, there was this one ghost that uh, lived in, kind of stayed in the area um, where I lived. And he was constantly interacting with me and guests. And, you know, like, I'll give an example. Uh, he really didn't like when men came over, like my friends. And so one time a male friend of mine was over and um, there was this metal staircase up to the the entrance of my front door. Yeah. So you could hear someone coming up the stairs and we heard like t- the steps up the stairs right. and then the doorknob jiggled. And my friend said, do you want to, you know, see who's at the door? I'm like, there's nobody there. And he's like, of course there's somebody there. <laughs> He's like what? super analytical. He doesn't believe in ghosts and all that stuff. So I'm like, go open the door. Opens the door again. We would have been able to hear if someone had walked down. Sure. No nothing. one, nothing, no one there. So then now he thinks you're just screwing with him though. No, he's, he literally is a screenwriter and he started to write a screenplay. But like he suddenly really? like believed because it was when you experience things like that, you can't explain any other way. It starts to open your mind. Right. And you were how old when this, when you first had some sort of a... What do you call it? I don't even know what you, what do you call it. My sort of paranormal experience okay. and, yeah. and psychic ability. I would say it's ever since I was really little, I just didn't always understand what was going on. Right. And as I got older, it got stronger. And oh, let's clear this part up. Um, <laughs> and Because I'm, I'm a naysayer. I'm really weird. And we'll get into this in a second where I am when it comes to this stuff because I'm conflicted. Um, but a lot of people say like, oh, if you're psychic, it means you know everything that's going to happen before it happens. But no. that's not the case, right? That's not what that no. means all the time. No, I mean, you have a window into certain aspects. So, you know, psychics have different ways they receive information. So I'm a clairvoyant. I see I'm an empath. I feel in my body, you know, energy from outside my body. I'm a little bit clairaudient and and also telepathic. So I receive information through thoughts and kind of hearing. Um, But I can't always control how it's going to come in. And also it does take practice to learn how to really use it. So with practice, I've been able to use my abilities to help guide myself. And that's one reason why I have a you know pretty great life yeah. <laughs> is because I follow my intuition and kind of use it to help me navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like you're all knowing. I mean, you're not like God, you know, you right. have these psychic abilities. You can't just like pick the winning lotto numbers or, or right, whatever. Right, sure. Right. It's funny. That was going to be my next question is the lotto. Yeah. I heard it. Right. Of course. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this. Uh, let me give you a couple scenarios. Uh, okay. Okay, so you're supposed to go on a vacation with the family, let's say, to Hawaii. And you get to the airport and you just have a bad feeling. Do you get on the plane or no? I would, at that point, try to tune in and just see if I could get any additional insight in terms of what the bad feeling was about. But yeah, if I had a really bad feeling about something, I would... I would... You'd change your plans. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Getting in the car, whatever it might be. Yeah. And I also would immediately ask for assistance from the angels. So I, I really do believe in angels. I believe they're real. I've had many interesting angel experiences. So uh, the angels honor free will. And if we don't ask for help, they often give us guidance or try to support. But the most powerful thing is to ask for help from them. Got it. Clearly and directly. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. <laughs> and what do your most of your friends think about all this? Uh, do you, uh, I'm, uh, I'm assuming you're probably split 50-50. Some are like, well, you're crazy, and some are like, this is the coolest thing ever. I think it's changed over time. So also I want to give people some context for my background in terms of like career and work. So my master's degree is in political science and I used to work in government and politics. Wow. So I'm not your typical psychic. Like I had a lot of clients in government and politics, lawyers, et cetera. Right. Uh, so I'm very familiar with the sort of grounded, practical sort of, you know, real world <laughs> as everyone tends to call it. If someone doesn't believe what I do, I never am upset with them. You know, I don't expect people to believe what I believe because they don't perceive the world the yeah. way that I do. Sure. Right. So that would be unfair of me. Um, to expect that. But that said, I do attract people, I think, that are at least open to this. So most people yep. in my circle are, are pretty, you know, what I would call woo or woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm listening to you. I'm pulling this up for a reason. So on my Instagram, I have that little emoji next to my name. Oh, that little, little alien. The little alien emoji. Head, the yeah. reason why I have the alien emoji next to my name is I didn't know what else to put there that best uh, explains my shit when it comes to this highway. So um, I always compare or use sports as the analogies because it's the easiest thing to measure. And what I mean by that right. is, and, and I can't deter, I can't distinguish the, the, I know something's going to happen feeling versus I hope something happens feeling because they're very close. So what I mean by that is let's say I'm watching a baseball game. Sometimes a batter comes up and I go, he's going to hit a home run. It's not, I hope he hits a home run. It's not, I think he's going to hit a home run. I fucking know this guy's going to hit a home run. Mm -hmm. Now, there are times I do say it and it doesn't happen. And it's like, I, I can't figure out the difference of, I know for sure. And like, I kind of hope, or I think, does that make any sense or no? Yeah. So I'm just I, crazy. <laughs> I think that it's, you know, the more you practice mm -hmm. and you know, we don't in our society have sort of psychic training, which I would really yeah. like to change. Actually. I think I've, little kids should learn these kind of psychic tools and practice. Cause a lot of people have strong natural ability, but they just, just never honed it. They've never practiced it. So yeah. you have someone with an incredible athletic ability or incredible artistic ability or musical ability. But what if they never held an instrument or right. held a battery? Or, you know, did anything they would never know what they were capable of. So I really do believe that you can you know, practice and learn about it and better understand it and over time really improve your abilities. And then the other thing I'll say is that, you know, things are constantly in flux. Mm -hmm. And there can be something that seems like it's about to happen and it seems very likely, but everyone has free will and choice and yeah. and nothing is a for sure thing. Yeah. Even when you might psychically get that. It's going to happen. In 1990, mm -hmm. I was coming, I was here at UNLV. I'm old. Uh, and this, so this is, caller ID may have existed, but we <laughs> certainly didn't have it at, right. back then, right? And there's no cell phones yet. I mean, they had cell phones in the car, but we didn't have that either. You know, I was 20. So phone rings at my apartment. I had two roommates. We lived in a three bedroom here in Vegas. My phone rings one day, like four o'clock in the afternoon. And I answer it, and I know that it's my friend Sherry who lives in L.A. I just know. And that, I don't know because she calls all the time or anything like that. Like, I just know. And I picked up the phone, and I said, Sherry. And she says, yes. Yeah. So first, that's shock number one. Like, <laughs> how the fuck did you know it was me? Right. And the first thing I said was, I said, uh, what's wrong with your father? Mm. And she's crying. And she says, did, your, did my mom call you? And I said, no. I've never even I don't think I've ever even talked to her mom. Uh, and she says, wait, why did you just say that? I said, I don't know. What's wrong with your father? And she said, I think he had a heart attack and he had died. 
Mm. Um, I think it was from a heart attack. And yeah. she was like, how did you know? And I was just like, I don't know. I mean, it was such like a random thing. Like, it's just random. Like, I get stuff like that all the time. But I can't pick and choose. Um, that's why I asked, like, the lottery, right? So it's like the same thing. Like, sometimes <laughs> yeah. when I walk by, like, a roulette wheel, um, like, I love 11 is my favorite number. But sometimes I'll walk by a roulette wheel, and it's like, 24 is just in my head. I don't know. And it hits 24. It's like weird. But I, 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 um, Sometimes I act on it and I've won a lot of money uh, and sometimes I'm afraid to act on it and then it hits and I'm like kicking myself and yeah. then sometimes uh, it just doesn't hit, <laughs> you know? Uh, so it's weird. Like I can't um, determine because it's a normal thing. Like anyone that walks by a roulette wheel probably goes seven or whatever number they like or you, you know what I mean? I mean, that's yeah. kind of a normal thing that people do. So I can never distinguish the difference of is it that the quote unquote feeling you know, is it, is it, I always call it information getting beamed to me from out of the sky for some reason. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I think sometimes just tuning into the sort of feeling of it and, and then noticing any difference that, that might be if let's say it didn't happen. Right. And again, I'll just say that sometimes it could be seem like that's going to happen and you may get that information and then something just slightly twi twist the ball or whatever. Right. And it doesn't quite almost went For there, sure. but it didn't. So it doesn't mean that you didn't get a strong psychic hit. It just maybe last minute, the sort of chance, you know, shifted. I, I do feel that that can yeah. happen as well. Yeah. And uh, I wonder, for my buddy Matt Slavin, I hope he's, uh, I know he listens to the show and watches the show, went to high school, played Little League and high school baseball with him. So I'm hoping he remembers this. I was once sitting on our bench in high school. My team was batting. Mm -hmm. And we were on the first base dugout. So the batter's like right in front of us, right? And I'm sitting on the end of the bench all the way on the right, okay? And we had a left-handed batter up, which means his back is to us. Right. And I remember saying, I think to my friend Jason Beckerman, who works at TMZ, I wonder if you remember this, Beck. Uh, I said, how much is my ankle going to hurt when Travis, the left-handed batter, hits a foul ball and it ricochets off this Gatorade cooler <laughs> and hits my foot? And literally, as I'm saying foot, it's like crack, <laughs> bang, boom. I love that. Yeah, I think you just had a psychic heads up and you verbalized it. I do think, you know, there's a lot of people that have these things. And we, we most people have some kind of weird experience right. that they can point to be like, wow, that was weird. Right. Um, I just think that yours is, is pretty strong if you have no training and you're, you're getting yeah, these kinds I'm, of things. This is raw ability. Okay, <laughs> Laura? <laughs> yeah, like I've had crazy things like that. You know, one time yeah. I was, I was uh, when I was little, I was maybe nine or 10 years old, I'm playing uh, in the back, um, our house, I used to take a tennis ball and throw this tennis ball against the back wall of the house. Yeah. It's like we had windows in four corners and then like wall space in the middle, right? Sometimes I would miss and the ball would break a window and my mom would freak out. But for the most part, I'd just throw it up against the side of the house or the back of the house and catch it with my glove, right? Um, it was really windy and I would stay out there. I was the type that would stay out there till like my mom's calling me for dinner and it's dark out. Right. Right. And, and this one day it was super windy, but normally the elements didn't mess with me. Like in the rain, I'll go do it. Right. Like whatever, you know, like, like a drizzle, <laughs> not pouring rain. Um, and I'm back there and for whatever reason I had like a weird feeling and I just went in early. It was super windy five or 10 minutes after I go in and my dad's um, office was in our guest house at the time. We had a really big house. I grew up privileged, Laura. Um, so uh, <laughs> had this really big uh, guest house. And so my dad would watch me from his desk. He'd watch me throwing the ball, right? So then I left uh, and like 
the winds were so strong, this big giant tree fell down right where I was. My dad never saw me leave, so my dad's freaking out. So he's running out, and and I can hear (laughs) from my bedroom now, like my parents are freaking out, screaming in the backyard. So I go running downstairs, see what happened. I was like 10 or 11 years old. Like, what is wrong? And then they start crying. It's like, oh my God, we thought you were under the thing. I saw you playing, and then, you know, you came in. Um, But again, same thing. Like, I had like a weird feeling. Yeah, I think a lot of people have I don't that. say this a lot because people think I'm crazy as it well, is. So I don't think you're yeah. crazy. <laughs> I think a lot of people have this. And what frequently happens is people just logically dismiss right. these kind of hits that they get. And these could be things for safety, like what you're talking about, that story yep. you just told, or something that's going to help you. I just think the more that we can listen to that and not have to figure it out, that's the problem. The, ma- the brain, you know, the mind mm-hmm. tries to like figure out you know, why or why not? And we may never know. Um, and I'll, I'll tell a story of, of um, how I learned uh, what something meant. So I used to drive um, from my hometown, Lafayette, Colorado, into Boulder, like on the same road most days. And one day I just went a different way. Like, and I was like, that's weird. And I literally turned my car around and like went the way I normally went. And I had gone out the previous night um, to nightclub and had asked a friend to hold my driver's license. A long story short, I didn't have my driver's license. Got pulled over, no driver's license. It was a thing. I had to go Mm -hmm. to court, show my driver's license. Not a huge deal in the big picture of things, but still annoying. Sure. Great. And And then afterwards I was like, oh, that's why I went the other way. But then I just logically was like, oh, why am I going this way? Right, <laughs> right, right. My... So sometimes it's better not to know why and <laughs> just to listen. Right. Huh. Um, do you think it's something that everybody has? I think that it's like many things, there's a range of ability. So just like there's a range of athletic ability or a range of musical or artistic ability, you know, that almost everyone can do something in that. But then... And would that be classified as like intuition? Is that is that, yeah, is it, that the step one kind of a thing? Yeah, intuition. And then as you tap further into it, they would say you're getting into like psychic ability and more specific, you know, training. Mm-hmm. And everyone has it, you know, some have more natural ability than others. And then with practice, anyone can obviously improve what they have. And so how do you practice when you say with practice? Tell me... Walk me through practice. Yeah. So I'm a psychic teacher. I have like a six month psychic training program. There's lots of great teachers out there. Um, One of the first steps I think is just to really pay attention to your body, get into your body. Most people are very disconnected from their body. They're disconnected from their breath. You know, our body is our sort of first way that our intuition is communicating with us. So we're all familiar with that idea of like a gut feeling or, you know, what does your gut say? Right. Right. So just start to really pay attention to your body. And and also there's fascinating things. Um, So there's this book that I I like to refer to called What Everybody is Saying. And it's written by um, this consultant for like the FBI and law enforcement. And he gets brought in to help solve difficult It's very common, cases. actually, law enforcement yeah. using people. Yes. Well, and he's not psychic. He is, he analyzes body language, facial structure. Okay. So, yeah, psychics do work. But but the reason I bring him up is I was reading this book, learning about these, you know, different ways that our bodies communicate things that we may not realize right. <laughs> that they're communicating, that they use for, like, solving crimes. And one of the things he talks about is, you know, that when you are wanting to connect with someone, you'll, like, face them. Obviously, we're cheating because we're, like, recording here. But, sure. but you'll, like, face them, and, like, your feet will point towards them. And if you don't want to be next to someone, you will literally, like, point your feet away. Mm. On an unconscious level, you're like, I want to be able to escape. So 
just even learning about that, I was like, oh, I realized there were times maybe I didn't even want to talk to somebody, but I didn't even realize like my feet would be pointed away. So right. just starting to really pay attention to those subtle signs and messages that your body is sending you um, about how you might really feel about something. There's hmm. a lot of, especially programming about being polite and all these things right. like we a lot of times dismiss our sort of inner knowing it, that our body is communicating with us. So learning to tap into that, you know, other things that can be helpful are meditation, you know, breathing techniques, um, and then just taking classes. So for myself or, you know, other psychic, you know, trainers that you feel drawn to, and also just learning about the abilities. So I have a book called Diary of a Psychic, which is uh, all about, you know, how the different psychic abilities work. So just even reading about that, oh, this is how it comes in. This is, you know, how it can manifest, can help you recognize it for yourself. Mm. And then what about like a, uh you know, someone, someone has an uncle that died in a car accident 15 years ago or something. Here's his favorite jacket. You put your hand on the jacket, something, something happens. Do you have that kind of stuff too? Yeah, or that is called psychometry when you okay. receive information through touch, like you touch something and then you receive information. Um, I do have a little bit of psychometry. It's, I don't need to do that though. So some people that's though basically the way they work. Like if they don't touch them, they you don't. Say you don't need to do that. I like that. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't. Some people, that's, that is literally kind You're of like, their I main way. You're like, I got this. I don't need props. <laughs> I know some, some comedians work with props, some don't. <laughs> Same thing with Psyche. You're like, no, nah, I don't need props, bitch. I got no, this. No, they're yeah. not knocking people that no. that, that's what they do. It's like commentary. It's very, it can be very powerful. But I'm my strongest abilities, I think, are clairvoyant. So seeing... And then I just receive information through my thoughts. So I just Got kind of it. get the sort of downloads about it or just know things. Just It sounds like you're Claire Cox yeah. where you just know. Like you just knew it was your friend Sherry. Yeah, You just crazy. knew something with her dad. Yeah. Um, and those are the hardest for those who are analytical to access and accept because your mind is like, but how, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And even for me sometimes, I'm like, wait, it's like, it's like weird. It fucks with my head because it's just like, it, it, you know, again, it, and I, I compare it a lot with with gambling because I'm probably because I'm in casinos a lot and I'm sure. betting on sports a lot or playing poker or whatever. I mean, sometimes I call cards as they're coming out. Like, I know that they're coming. It's weird. Um, mm -hmm. But it, again, it goes, for me, it goes back. It's always hard. Like, is it the... Is it the feeling of I know it's coming or I want it to be coming and some because some when I'm wrong, you know, but like there's no doubt on like there's like a no doubter, uh, you know, flash of info that I get sometimes. It's like I know, no, the king of spades is the next card coming out for blackjack. Like I just it's right. it's not it's not that I want it. It's I know it's coming, but people think I'm nuts. I obviously don't think you nuts. don't. And yeah. I actually used to play poker for money um, mm -hmm. using my psychic abilities. And uh, when I lived in China, I played quite a bit and I would regularly win the big pot or the little pot. Yeah. And honestly, sometimes the, just the intuitional hit would just be, you know, to hold or fold. But that's right. often sure. really significant information. And also to be able to tell if someone is... Is he lying is, or not? Yeah, is right. bluffing or not. I can get intuitive insights into that. Um, and yeah, I would do things like I was in Mexico and Cancun staying at a hotel and a, a guy there also liked poker. So we went to a casino. That was the first time I played in casino. And I played my way into the Texas um, Hold'em Championship Tournament. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where my hand really had nothing until the last card of the flop. Yep. And I went all in yep. right before that. Yep. And so I won the table. And like it was me and a bunch of like Mexican men. <laughs> you know, I was like <laughs> super stuck out. And I made it about halfway through the tournament. And then I felt to pull out. Um, but like, for example, one of the men at my table ran one of the big strip clubs, which those are cartel run. And sure. I was literally like, I think this is starting to get dangerous. Right. They're me. like, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So I think it was a really fascinating experience for me to use my psychic abilities in that context to just like see like, yeah, is this a psychic hit and just kind of practice it. Right. Huh. Um, and so you, you've made a business out of this. Yeah. So I do readings for people. And I also want to say that um, when I do readings, there are many different purposes for it. Like a lot of people think mediumship, like connecting with a spirit on the other side. Right. I also am an animal communicator. So I communicate with animals. But a lot of my clients are actually business owners and I use my psychic abilities to consult for business. So it's just like, you know, different focus, but I feel like you can use this information and for anything. So how do you get those clients? Because is that like, it, it, it's, it would be weird to slide into the DM and pitch that <laughs> as a service, right? No. Yeah. I'm not, okay. I'm not like reaching out. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend doing that. Um, especially if someone is not in your circle. So I, do a lot of like word of mouth. Um, I started my podcast 11 years ago yeah, and that's which is like, OG really gangster, early on. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it was an intuitive hit to do it. And I, and when I started my podcast, I didn't even listen like, to podcasts. Like yeah. I, I mean, was no one, it wasn't even respected. 11 no, years it was ago. just like, like, Oh, intuitively. Oh, I should start a podcast. Okay. Now I need to figure out how to do a podcast. And it was so much harder then, of course, of course. than it is now. And it would be yeah. like, I'd be the, one of the only women at the podcasting conference. You know, yeah. now it's a lot more, you know, even in terms of sure. male and female balance. But yeah, so that was an example. And then very quickly I was able to leverage that into bigger media. And so that's also really helped me word of mouth. You know, people see me on television, radio, yeah. big podcasts. What are some of the TV things you've done? Um, so I've done a variety of like, just like news appearances, kind of local yep. appearances. Um, I've been on a TV show called the jet set, which is a, a travel show. Cause I like to travel. Okay. So I've been, uh, and I've been a correspondent for them as well. Um, I've also done like viral video kind of stuff. I've been featured by BuzzFeed and wow. um, I was on the list TV recently. And then my biggest media thing to date is still being guest on uh, Will Ferrell's Ron Burgundy podcast. That's amazing. <laughs> it was pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when was that? Uh, that was a few years ago. Okay. First season. And they reached out to you they kind did. of thing? Yeah. So once you get did a you think it was like amount, a prank at first? Or? <laughs> um, no, I could tell by okay. the seriousness of the, the producer. Got it. And also it was so interesting because... I was having a really kind of weird energy day and I know from past experiences that when that happens, a lot of times there's something big coming. Right. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? The energy is so weird right now. Yeah. And then they called me and it was pretty crazy. You know, like when you get these opportunities, just like jump because they called me at like five or 6 PM and asked me to be in the studio the next morning at 11. Yeah. And I had a full day the next day, which of course I cleared. <laughs> I was yeah. like, no problem. <laughs> totally show up. That's funny. You just said, uh, you just said something that struck a nerve for me is, is there's, pockets of of time uh during the year where i always refer to myself i say i'm hot right now like it's it's i can't explain it it's like yeah. uh and usually it's like august september although this year seems to be coming a little late so hopefully yeah it is i feel that too like it's definitely weird this year normally like that's my sweet spot like for just business just everything life whatever like things just click for some reason mm -hmm. but do you think that's just do you tr is it is that me tricking myself because like Co coincidentally, I had a good August, uh, September in 2019, 2020, even during a year when no one was really having a good anything and 2021. So it's like in my head now, psychologically, I've put myself in a better mindset because I'm saying, oh, I'm hot right now because I've identified it. Um, but really it's just made up in my head, but it works. It's almost like a placebo effect. Is that possible too that it has nothing to do with psychic anything probably not what you want to hear but um possible no like well I it's think just state of mind 
I think certainly our state of mind impacts like, yeah. you know, what we create and bring in. So I think that's, that's absolutely a part of it. And then there's also kind of cycles with the year and also just our own cycles. Like I, I really believe we go through cycles of, you know, kind of releasing and purging and then kind of new beginnings and, and growth and everything. And you right. need to release in order to grow. But we can also start to tune into our own cycles and just know, okay, that's where I am right now. This is what's happening right now. And and for me, I typically feel, oh, there's kind of a crap time right now. <laughs> and I know something really good is coming. Like right. it's just I'm in the releasing phase right now. Right. You know, so just even understanding that can really help, uh, you know, get through it as well. Yeah. Um, so when you're coaching people for like podcasting, um, is it, is that, is there different advice? Like, how do you not let the psychic stuff cross over or does it matter? Like it's, it's all one and the same. I mean, if you learn podcasting for me, there's going to be some woo in there. There is. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. I get a lot of people that, you know, come and are attracted to me as a teacher for that reason, because, you know, I attract a lot of healers and people that are psychics themselves or, or just believe in it, even if that's not their business. Um, But I still do a lot of hands-on, you know, practical stuff. And also so much of podcasting, the benefit of it is the network. Yeah. For sure. I mean, literally, it's like you you build relationships, you yeah. create business, you know, you have opportunities. And so the way I teach podcasting is with like guest experts and I'm and basically getting you access to my contacts, you right. know, which is amazing, especially yeah. as a new podcaster. And I'm like, here are these top podcasters it's that everything. you can have on your show. And like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Have you had anyone that wants podcast coaching that then once they realize you're on like psychic highway, they're turned off and they're like, they're like, Hey, not for me. Not that I'm aware of, really? um, but uh, just my circle is very into that stuff. Right. So like if they do, they probably wouldn't think it's a bad thing right. <laughs> because that's my circle and that's what I've cultivated. Right. Well, uh, five years from now, what's happening in your world? So I love being creative. I'm a singer. I'm a songwriter, actress, model. Um, and I just really, oh, com- I do comedy as well. So I would really just love to just continue all those things. And I, I feel like a lot of my psychic abilities are also just to help me in my path so that I can do those things more effectively. Mm-hmm. So I would love well, to do just more in entertainment just because I yeah. really enjoy it. And also it's such a teaching tool. So, you know, being on Will Ferrell's podcast, which is a comedy podcast, right. but we're talking about psychic stuff. So the premise is he's the anchorman, Ron Burgundy, asking yep. me questions like interviewing me as a psychic. And I have to pretend like he's a real person, like Ron Burgundy's a real person. So I answered honestly. And so- In person or Zoom? This is in person. In person, yeah, wow. Yeah, in a podcast studio in Hollywood. So- you know, if you're listening to this, like it's funny, it's meant to be funny. The questions he asked me are sure. ridiculous, but nevertheless, you're still learning yeah. about the psychic stuff. Sure. So it, it, it helps with my mission, which is to like educate people yeah. about this. I really do want people to better understand this world because the more you understand psychic abilities, the more you can navigate yourself better and just like get the world in it on a deeper level. Yeah. Well, this was fun. This flew by, you know, we, we uh, didn't have a lot of time um, unfortunately to do this, but I want to have you back again for, for round two of this, uh, with Adam Lieberman, cause I think he would probably get a kick out of, uh, a lot of this and, uh, and maybe do a deeper dive with you. I've got other stories that are just kind of crazy, um, that you probably could make sense of better than me. 
Yeah, I'd be happy to come back. And yeah, I love talking about this stuff. I think it's always interesting. And I really want to get it out into the mainstream so that it's not so weird to talk about, even yeah. just if you're just exploring I think it, it has become more mainstream, yeah, right? I think so too. And even like you mentioned, extraterrestrials, I totally believe in extraterrestrials. So we could, we could talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think more and more people are at least considering the possibility and many, many people believe it, even if they don't say publicly that they do, both right. extraterrestrials and the sort of psychic stuff. Because I do what I do, I get so many people that as soon as they hear what I do, they're like, oh my gosh, that's this crazy story. And you know, they tell me all <laughs> right. the things. And maybe they're, you know, a university professor in engineering or something, you know, right. but secretly they're like, wow. Right. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, what's what's the, you have a podcast too? What's the name of your yeah, podcast? My podcast, the Mind Body Spirit podcast, is called Healing Powers Podcast. So it's tied with my last name, which is Powers. And then yeah, I'm on Instagram at Laura Powers forty four, which is how we got into the whole yeah. numbers conversation. I'm on Twitter at that Laura Powers, and then I have like eight books on Amazon, so you can just find me there as well. Eight? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that you wrote yourself? Yes. Wow, it's amazing. Thank Congrats. you. Yeah, Thanks. that's a that's a commitment. You know, anyone that can start something, a project like that, one time. Uh, you know, and and complete it. Uh, it's it's easier said than done. So the fact that you've done eight, let alone one, is impressive. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And Travis is going to end the show right now.